0: Blah, 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 or something.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah.
1: <laughs> That's how we're going to start.
0: <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Because
1: <laughs> I control the editing.
0: He does Did does that record? You he, he does that to me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll, I, I say a lot of ridiculous things and he catches it on camera and on podcast.
1: All right. The first thing um, that I want to cover today before we talk about the extra person in the room. Before we talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, I think that's...
0: <laughs> How rude.
1: <laughs> the extra voice in the room. I guess I uh, am. <laughs> Has COVID chub. been kind to yeah, you? Yeah, we'll talk about COVID, the COVID-19 <laughs> again. I
0: already talked about that last time. How, of, for me, it was COVID like, like 15. As some and... of our
1: listeners, all six of you might have seen online, we finally have our t-shirts. Very nice. Okay. Lori and I will do a commercial later on. But there they are for sale.
0: This one's mine. You can't have it. It's yours. Yeah, here
1: You go. Enjoy. How much are you selling it for?
0: Well, One million dollars. Great <laughs> question. This is good. This is a good salesman
1: approach. They're twenty dollars, include shipping. Okay. So we didn't order a lot of them, so I, I could have got the price point down, but Let's be honest.
0: Like we didn't we have six that. listeners. So six people yeah. I order, How like three, three times
1: the amount so people Maybe will buy it for parents. their family. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So you get, do they order it through the Dawson Pear
1: Center? How do they order it? Uh well, you know, Father Kevin, you It's a great
0: question, uh, Father. Thanks, thanks. A great You're going to go on and order.
1: Order it by going to evangelizedboston.com. <laughs> ah, okay. It's
0: not .org. It's .com.
1: Yeah, either one works. Oh, really? Yeah, do they both work? Both work. Hmm. Or you can go to the raising8. No, Net. Raising 8 Facebook page, but I am going to post it to the Raising8.net
0: there
1: website. There's too many things Yeah, Just go to our Raising 8 Facebook page. The link is right there. It'll be pinned to the top.
0: Hmm. Oh, nice.
1: They make great- Do you have any other items or just T-shirts right so now? So far, we have- one, one thing
0: at a time, Father. father. Okay. okay. There's
1: another T-shirt on the way, though. I'm yes. the only man who listens to Raising 8.
0: That T-shirt. Nice. That's the second That's T-shirt.
1: Okay. So.
0: I only I like bought those. coffee
1: cup. You want a coffee cup? A Raising 8. He loves mugs. It's not a bad idea, actually. For your tea?
2: For, for, yeah, for my tea.
0: Raising a mug.
1: Well, he has a TNT mug for his tea, I noticed. I have two TNT he does. mugs somebody made. And a TNT sweatshirt, but none of these are I actually really for like sale. I really
0: like that sweatshirt,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: that sweatshirt. I want that TNT sweatshirt. I want.
2: someone got it over the Amazon or something like that. Yeah.
1: It was not designed for the show. Shocking. Yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause we should do some kind of caricature of your face or something for a logo. I have a graphic designer who could, who could do a cup, this to you uh,
0: with your teacup, with yeah. explosions happening in the background.
1: Should we introduce who's? That'd be great. That'd be great. Talking with us right now because, I mean, he's very famous. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: he, he needs He's no introduction. He's by far the most right, famous right. person we've no had on this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've taken. John Barry oh, no, you're first the first second guest. Oh, Our second guest. guest. <laughs> Our first guest, you know. We should have
0: started with the priest, but you know what? We started with the psychologist instead, or yeah. a psychiatrist, counselor, no, counselor. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Counselor. Nobody knows. I mean, let's be honest. John, doesn't even, John doesn't even know what he and does. And now
0: the spirit.
1: See. Our second guest, full circle, is your boss. My pastor. Yes, yes, he
0: is. He's the boss. Father Kevin Cook, everyone.
1: Thanks for having me here for your uh, podcast. Oh, I'll put that in. You can put
0: in... What? Yeah, I, like talking, sound sound effects. Effects so I
1: like talking about the sound effects. sound effects are so much better. I like talking about the sound effects I'm going to put own. in.
0: I do my own sound effects. He puts fake sound effects in. I do my own sound effects. <laughs> okay.
1: uh, that, was, that was a okay sound effect. It wasn't
0: that loud. That was, yeah. Yeah. It's a background. She's yeah. yeah. like, that. That's usually how I think.
1: Like, you yeah, football <laughs> game, like...
0: That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. This is so going to be a really good really idea as really for what's yeah. going to be. There's going like to 15 <laughs>
1: different applause sound effects for like 20 minutes.
0: Wow. The listeners
1: have to suffer through that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I feel sorry. Well, for you them. can
1: do like, so you, if
2: it's not a really good comment, you do the golf the sound effects. Oh, yeah, just sign it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Father Kevin Book is on the eighth hole now.
1: Yeah. Well, it I, yes,
0: I know yeah. so I know <laughs> do
1: do golf? Can we do the ketchup bottle the ketchup bottle clap
2: what is that is that that's a real thing yeah. Yeah. yeah Heinz 57 hit the 57
0: for a yeah. clap yeah, yeah. yeah
2: well, a clap. is this that's a generational
0: way. thing your generation you guys Apparently are a different not. Generation, well, because generation he's
2: than older me. than me <laughs> so, because it would be by a year yeah. she probably is the plastic <laughs> bottle squeeze <laughs> bottle thing yeah, yeah you can't do that she doesn't know why the 57 so important no I understand I did that for
0: my ketchup because growing it's up, my dad's, rest, my dad's diner had glass bottles of ketchup while I was growing up. He moved to plastic, but I didn't know it was an applause that was associated oh, with okay. it. Okay, um, I the, know how to n- knock on the. Actually, it's better to knock on the fifty-seven yeah, itself, that should, yeah, yeah.
1: Knock right down on the back, bottom. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: The glass bottles are actually See, healthier for people. It's more organic.
0: Glass, glass is <laughs> organic.
1: Yeah, plastics not.
0: Well, no, but. I don't know if you say glass is organic. Technical. Of course it is. Right? It's not organic matter. You don't just They've find glass. have been doing glass, glass for. You... <laughs> do you just find glass in the environment? Is that how you find glass? I oh, know they ceramic. forge ceramic. What, what, what would be more natural? In fire.
1: Well, that's why I'm. It's...
0: Wouldn't you think ceramic is more it's... natural of a thing? Because you can find clay in the earth. Where do you think glass comes from? Where does glass come from? Tell me. Well, what is it that I
1: think I believe it's sand, right? If you heat that up, it turns to glass. I. Yeah, you're I asking, don't know.
0: Asking the wrong Even person. though I went
1: to the Boston Children's Museum years ago <laughs> and we,
0: they showed us <laughs>
2: this, I don't remember. I, you
0: learned how glass was made. I well, know you big, well, yeah, I you know. you're I right. Know. right I there there big, was a display bubbles, there. Big
2: bubbles, huge bubbles mm-hmm. at the Boston Children's Museum, but yeah. that's all I really remember. The big bubbles.
1: <laughs> bubbles.
0: <laughs> I remember touching the thing that makes your hair static.
1: Uh, yes. They still have that there. Yep.
0: And you see all the, and it's like. Yeah, that's. It's cool. It's exciting. I like that place, yeah. All right. So on Father to, Kevin. On to other Father Kevin's. <laughs> <laughs> Father was here to talk about science. That's what he said. Yes. Yeah. Do yeah, the, a, yeah. Boston so good
1: Boston yeah. museums. He's Really good at science. Children's museum of science. Science. <laughs> science. <laughs> science. Why?
0: Why are you saying science? All right. So don't. Father Kevin
1: is the pastor of That's Our Lady of Mount.
0: Weird, weird word. You say it. Somebody. I'm trying times. to introduce him. Oh, go ahead. Introduce Father. Go
1: ahead. That's good. Father, Father Kevin. Kevin is. Do you want to go? <laughs> no. The pastor of Our Lady of no. Mount Carmel. My Harris boss. And Seconk, Yes, your boss. And I believe you are still the director of vocations. Still. We'll
2: see how long that will You
1: believe. <laughs> we believe you're still As of, as still of this here. recording.
0: <laughs> when does this get released? And oddly, we're recording
1: in the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday. This has never happened before. Yeah, we don't so usually
0: record this time, but.
1: I this, feel honored. Yeah. I feel yeah, honored. Special time in, in just for you. Special time. Territory. Because Laurie and Father Kevin were working on a special project, a secret project
0: not really secret. That's going to
1: be revealed to the world soon, right?
0: Oh, are we revealing it to the no, whole not world? not right now. Because not yet.
1: If it's on the internet, then yes. It It'll is be revealed to, to the, the world. To the whole world, yes. to the internet. To the worldwide web. Yep. <laughs> the interweb. Oh my word. Um,
0: hey, welcome to another episode of Raising it Eight. It
1: was such a horrible pivot. A couple <laughs> of sinners trying to raise saints. Well,
0: I mean, you're starting the episode.
1: I know, but- You know just...
0: I like to start it with a hard start. Like, I like it to be official. He likes to just skip over and just go right into, and then we're into the topic. I was going to
1: try to pivot I off like the vocations the director, to play. and then you interrupted, and right? You see where I was going with that? And then I we're going to pivot to the topic. See the music. We could talk about a lot of things with Father <laughs> <See> the <music>. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs>
0: the music is playing.
1: Yeah. Right now.
0: Right now. <laughs> just picture it in your head. Does good, that right? sound right. good? He'll put Wait, it in Did after. you make the
1: soundtrack? It's nice. We had to buy it.
0: We, we, somebody else made the music. Yeah. Okay, now you can continue. We've we've entered.
1: So he's the a director show. of. <laughs> I'm already getting flabbergasted by this episode.
0: I'm flabbergasting you. Yes. You know, you flabbergasted me earlier today, sitting the kids down to tell them <laughs> that basically he's, he basically called. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: let's do this in front of the pastor. He called
0: a fa- yeah yeah. I should we should do this in front of you. No, now we need John here. Help. He calls the family together to just he wants like a family meeting, right? But they're all like all confused. Why are we here? And he says, "You know, I'm just I've had enough of your mother. Like she's just she's I'm done with her. <laughs> I'm done. I can't do this anymore. She woke me up from a nap yesterday." That's true story. I did by accident. I forgot he was napping in the middle of the I day. Sleeping. You're fired because dead. if you're if and I you're,
1: told her very I'm very tired. I'm he gonna has to go. Take a quick My nap. meetings were done for the day. I'm gonna go lie down. I very right I, to her face. I
0: forgot.
1: I'm going to lie down for a little bit, just to recharge the batteries. I had just passed out.
0: Like you know, and you just, just so you're fall in, in the kind of like
1: the. I am. In, I'm sleep. sleeping. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, the door flies open, I and I hear in a very <laughs> loud a, it voice. It did not
0: fly open because I thought he was working.
1: Where because... are you? <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I turned, I, turn, I turn to his desk. Did you he jump wasn't out of there. Bed? I turned I went, to the bathroom. He I, wasn't in there. And, just, and I went, Where are you? And, I, and, he, and he rolls over. He looks at me. What are you doing? I was sleeping. I'm like,
1: oh, I didn't know. I, heard, <laughs> I told you. I
0: told you. So apparently that ruined his life.
1: Okay. So all he right. told the kids. So you get rid of
0: her. Yeah. He told the kids. Um, but
1: there's just some lines we just can't cross. Okay. They all laughed.
0: They thought it was And swelling. the lack of
1: sleep is it. I'm done now. I'm done.
0: And then I said, yeah, no, it's good. It's Valentine's Day weekend. And he said, that's fake. And I told him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you put in the bulletin Oh boy, that there were real St. Valentines. She's gonna draw I yes. read I'm column. not arguing there aren't
1: real St. Valentines. Uh, Valentine's. And where it came from. Yeah.
0: No, no, he was the, denying the, the St. No, nah, the holiday. No, he that, did that, He denied yeah, the St. Yeah,
1: yeah. Did the you saint. read with uh, the butler said? I've read Butler's all this in the past. I've been trying to prove St. Valentine's Day is a is a hoax for years.
2: <sighs> How
3: convenient. Well, no, people it
2: say
1: it's because of um what was what was it uh, arranged marriages. That's beautiful. We no, should be no celebrating no, no. that. No. A the uh, letter.
0: They saw that's where English I originally letters. thought it was, it was from a letter letters. that would yeah. say from your valentine at the end of it or something. Yeah. That's what I always thought it came from. But that But, but the, never I, read. the idea
2: of the romance uh, the that it had to do with um
0: animals mating.
2: Uh was it oh. Chaucer? Yeah. Uh, birds. No, it's yeah, birds. birds.
0: Yeah. It was Chaucer. Yes. Yeah.
2: And he makes reference to the birds on St. Valentine. And that's where it's kind of, that's, where it, comes that's from. where it came from.
0: That's why the doves.
2: And then in these letters of this arranged marriage, the, yes. the woman, the fiancee wrote to her. It's so beautiful. Who was her cousin. Uh more dark every second. And said something like, my
1: Valentine or something like that.
0: Yep.
2: So. But
1: anyway. it's really, first of all, this year, it's it's trumped. It's a Sunday. There's nothing else happening except for the Lord's Day. The Lord's Day. Yes. Right, Father Kevin? Yes. Yeah. yes. yes, I know I'm right on this.
0: You absolutely are. And then every other day of the I week, admitted it's, a, well, it's we a more
1: fun feast day. We never celebrate as a liturgical Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a feast of saints, Methodius and uh, Cyril usually. Cyril,
2: Cyril
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But the original what? At least one was a
2: priest, another one was a bishop, and I believe there's so there's three... The one they don't know as much about, but I think all three have been martyred, living mm. different
1: different time periods and different places of that. But yeah, you probably would not th- three Valentines getting martyred at the same time. Right, right. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> was that really a popular name? Popular? I guess it was popular name back then.
0: Valentino. What does it mean? I don't know.
1: No idea. Mm. Well that was a dead Italian end. Italian, nice. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Is it, is it a Latin name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. What do you know? I? What do
0: you know? You don't know <laughs> science. You don't know words. I don't know oh. much.
1: Tell you that, so. <laughs> and that's why <laughs> he's on. And that's why he's why he's on this podcast. Da, da, da. <laughs> so um, <laughs> joining the two others that don't know anything.
0: Yes. So Valentine's Day, and you decided that uh, to tell. All right. Kids listen. That just I going back. I was
1: talking about the last thing I said to introduce him was he's a director of vocations. And yes.
0: Marriage is a vocation. So we
1: figured we'd keep him around. What Again, they saying. were working yep. on the secret project. We figured we'd keep him around. To talk about vocations, got it, and cultivating I can do that. I can do that. Vocations in, in the home, the family. We've been in the asked family. to talk about this in the past. Yes. We finally got around to it
3: mm-hmm.
1: with an expert. Expert.
2: Well, our second I'm expert. expert but, uh, okay, yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's always good to lower expectations before.
0: <laughs> yep, there's an expert among us.
1: All right, so Father Kevin. Yep. How can parents foster vocations? in the home and the, their children well, and we're going to let you speak for 25 minutes. Go. Okay. No, Got it. We're not. I can't pull this off. Um,
0: I will interrupt you multiple there,
2: times. There's multiple ways. Uh, that one is the primary way is just simply fostering their child's faith, their children's faith, uh, because ultimately vocation is going to be something that comes from the Lord. You're trying to foster in your, within your children that desire to have a relationship with Christ, to, be seeking to learn how to speak and listen to the Lord. And it's in that, if the child's growing in their in their faith and a love for the Lord, then they become more in tune to the things the Lord's asking of them. And so really it's actually something very basic, it's mm-hmm. most basic approach. It's just that aspect of how does, how does a parent help foster their child's faith? But along with it is then uh, speaking, not being afraid to speak about vocations with your kids. Uh, and depending on their age, uh, obviously, not only their ability to comprehend, but also trying to speak at their age to know, usually on certain ages, we know there's more of that kind of happening in their mindset. Hmm. Like there was a, quite a few years ago, there was a study done in regards to vocations, and it was called, um, referred to as 7-Eleven, meaning Seventh grade and 11th grade. Oh, okay. Oh, kids I tend we to be I thought we were talking to about to like, the gulp, big gulp about, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, something so that's
1: to
2: do with <laughs> this. It's like, I didn't <laughs> I, I never
1: read that a one before. <laughs> the big gulp. Seven yes. Eleven, a new sponsor of Raising It.
0: <gasps> we have so many potential sponsors. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so they know
2: that they say those two grades, mm-hmm. that age, whatever that is, what would that be? Like 13 and 17, 16? Mm hmm. Kids are thinking about, um, sometimes they're thinking about career, Mm -hmm. but also they're thinking about other aspects of life. And obviously when we talk about vocation, we're not talking about a career. Sometimes you hear people say, like you can hear a nurse say this or a teacher will say this, say I have a vocation to be a teacher or a nurse. And Mm the reality is that when we're talking about here, we're talking about states in life. And so a career is not a vocation. But when it comes to careers, they are something that a person, God may be moving them and giving them the gifts to carry it out in a great way, you know, and help them grow in holiness through it. But, but it's not understand we talk about vocation, we're talking about states in life. So there are certain ages where children uh, tend to think a little bit more about it. Uh, And that's where as a parent, I think the basic thing is as a parent, not only praying for their child or children's vocations, but encouraging their children to pray about their vocation. And, but with this, always that caveat of expressing, pray about your vocation and whatever God might call you to will always support you in that. Because that's one of the challenges that we see among young adults who may think God may be calling them. They weigh tremendously what their parents think. And if their parents don't want this for them, if their parents have some preconceived notion of what they think that about that vocation um and a parent discourages their child mm-hmm. then uh, the children really pay a lot of heed to that right uh, mm-hmm. and it ends up a lot of times you have a parent being a a wall to god's will to be fully carried out in someone's life
1: mm-hmm. so it's
2: that's why for parents it's they should be praying for their child's vocation encouraging children to pray about their vocation and be supportive whatever like so if a child Depending on their age, you know, because sometimes you have a little child. will even think about, it. like Fulton Sheen said, when he received his first communion, mm. he had prayed and received his first communion that he'd be a, that God would call him to be a priest. So you do get sometimes unique moments in a child's life where they actually are thinking about it. But children a lot of times are afraid to mention it because they're afraid what hustle might react, how a friend might react how a brother and sister might react, how a parent might react. And so the parents in that way by setting that tone, especially if they have uh more than one child, they're teaching the other children as well. Even when they're talking to one specific child like if they ask about a vocation or what do you think, the parents should always be um receptive, should always be encouraging, but not ever pushing, you mm-hmm. know, because you can have that too like whatever say someone's son says uh you know mom or dad um i think uh, i think i want to be a priest and he, if a parent can overreact in a positive way that itself could be a, a wall you know they could say, you'd be a great priest oh i'd be so happy having a let's priest let's call father third. kevin yeah, right yeah, yeah, now yeah, exactly. and
1: get you to talk to him yeah <laughs> you're gonna stop meeting with him once a week because then, <laughs> just then, to talk the, about then that. there's that pressure
2: because yeah. you never know what's yeah. going on in a child's mind an adult young adult child's mind how they can take that. So the key is you're trying to foster a sense of freedom, and so and respect. And so, if a child says something, you say you always say, "Well, if that's what God is calling you to, that would be great."
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: and 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 you know what? I'll pray whatever God's calling you to. I'm going to pray for that for you. Yeah. But you know, this and then then comes those conversation. Okay, how do you help them? And right. that next step, if that's what God is leading them to. But mm-hmm. the most basic thing is. Fostering their faith, fostering their prayer life, teaching them how to pray, um, praying for their vocation, and encouraging them to pray for their vocation, and then conversations once in a while, you know, around the dinner table, mm-hmm. it's good. Sometimes to you know, talking about different vocations, and that's why as as adults we have to have a love for every vocation, even if it's not our vocation. Mm-hmm. We really have to have a deep love, and if we know we don't have a love for certain vocation, well, then that that should be an indication to us, all right. That's something I, I personally need to grow in. So mm. maybe I should I be reading about it or, or just trying to ask the Lord to help me have a greater love for it. Cause you just don't know if that's the direction God might move them. Um, yeah. I think about, you know, you, some of the, in history, obviously you have, there've been some extraordinary parents where clearly the parent was the instrument for their child to, to discern well. But then you have the, some of the ones in history, like Thomas Aquinas, who's, parents were dead set against right, it i mean right. they even you know locked him in a tower yeah, right, and right. Uh, even then tried i mean you know from the, they, they tried to bring a, a prostitute in to seduce him thinking so this, is really the, this is the quality parents parents yes, right right? <laughs> exactly.
0: you will not become a priest
2: <laughs> <laughs> so i mean yeah you get that some in of a those woman crazy of the crazy. night yeah, exactly. it's so awful <laughs> <laughs> it was a different
0: time period. Okay.
2: Well, maybe a different time. But, you know, I think sometimes some parents no, may be tempted to think yeah. of these things. Like, like, if they have a child expressing then they think, oh, no, is there something wrong with my child? Who else, what, was well, it how st- many
0: saints? How many women gonna, saints were forced? I was just, just going to think that same kind yeah. of thing. Even forced to marry when they felt like they had a vocation and yeah. they were forced yeah. into marriage. Or um, St. Rose of Lima, didn't she have a They wanted her to get married. She was they so beautiful. Her. Yeah, yeah. And she refused, 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 and then entered
1: no, what was she? Um, I can't
0: I remember what one, order yeah, yeah, she yeah. was, but yeah. but anyway, but there's so many stories like that.
1: A lot of times, those families had money too, right? A lot of those stories was yeah. Saint Clair. Was she another one that or Saint Clair? Saint Clair was Saint Clair, well, yeah, right? right? Same same kind of story, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. A lot of money, wanted her to get married, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, pushed her yeah. yeah. child there's a, there's into a a temptation,
2: which has kind of been true throughout history, and you see it very much true today. Is that parents who are very well intended, you know, they want Their child to be happy but uh they tend to sometimes think happiness only in the terms of either material things Mm. or in terms of uh, a kind of like this imaginary vision for their child like they 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 want them to have you know obviously in a good way if they want their kids to be married but sometimes a parent can be driven because they want grandparents right Uh, yeah yeah but it's the same way you know it's not just about those who are called to the priest in religious life Though know, there's you do have a certain kind of uniqueness in those vocations but also sometimes you get a parent that you know really wanted their child to to be a it's a lot rarer nowadays but you do have parents that they want their maybe like they see their son and son is serving all the time at mass and you know people telling them oh your son's gonna be a priest and so the parents sometimes can convince themselves like yeah that's what's going to happen and then their child starts dating. And they're like, "Oh my goodness, you know what's what's wrong mm-hmm. with my child?" In mm-hmm. that way, you know. And she's like, "No, hey, you, this is you gotta let your child discern here." The this is my
0: is,
1: life story right now.
0: Is it yeah. wrong that we've I've looked at the boys and told them one of you needs to be a priest? Is that wrong? Should well, I be, that be chastised? I would what take
1: one? need. I'm out. just kidding.
0: <laughs> no, we joke. There's with no that. option. We <laughs> don't. We don't really say that. But but we've always someday talked we're just gonna about... draw
1: straws and whoever gets yeah, exactly. when shortest we're
0: shortest draw are the or oh, the, the longest case case. Yeah. 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 yeah, you save they get saved from the life that you've you've been called to right. is that that's what you're right. trying to that's say? What would say that, that's, that's what I that this morning was say. a
1: vocation talk.
0: Yeah, vocation.
1: <laughs> we got a lot of <laughs> vocations nice. going on. Vocation. Yeah. We're going to have three priests People, and, have lots and five of sisters. Uh, sisters huh?
0: Yep. <laughs> no, no. We've well we've always openly talked about vocations with our kids, especially. Yeah. I mean oh, just that it's an open conversation, but I think something you said about as a parent, we want our kids to be happy. But something we've always told our kids is that it's only God's will that makes you happy. Like only following God's path makes you happy. So my path for them means nothing. I mean, I could have, like you said, a vision of what I think would be best for this particular kid. But if that's not God's vision, that's not ultimately going to lead them to happiness. So really, I don't want my vision for them. I want God's vision for them. I want yeah. God's plan. Yeah. And that's what we've always told them. You know, the kids of when they're little and they say, I want to be this when I grow up. And I say, if that's what God wants, that's been always my phrase. If that's what God wants, that's what's going to make you happy. That's going to be the best plan. So, you know, oh, well, just keep praying. And the kids will ask, even at young ages, like you're saying sometimes at young ages, they'll say, well, how would I how am I going to know? You know, mm-hmm. how, how, how am I going to know if I'm called to marriage or how am I going to yeah, know if I'm yeah. called to? And I say, well, God's going to tell you because well, f- when you're when you're close to him, he's going to he's going to reveal gonna it that. to you yeah, through yeah, the yeah. desires of your heart yeah, and the, through the promptings of of what. You
1: no, know, the first thing is answer to answer the call to holiness, which is everybody's universal. Yeah, yeah. vocation. Yes, and I think right. that's what you were getting at by saying, well, first, raise them in the faith.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it has to Help happen. Them develop lives of prayer. And, How would you ever put them know in otherwise. contact with holy people? Yeah.
1: Especially if it's not their parents. Yeah, in this case, keep them away from
0: us. How are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> Introduce <laughs> them to nice priests. Yeah.
1: Well, actually, I was going <laughs> nice to say that nice
0: holy priests. That is really important. Put them in,
1: put them in contact with holy marriages. Put them in contact with good priests. Put them in contact with religious sisters and brothers. Which is harder, uh, sadly, today, it's hard to especially do. in this area. Yeah, yeah. this just because that's
0: you just don't see see sisters. The number so of a lot. sisters
1: yeah. and brothers are have decreased significantly over the last. Well, we very 50 few years, in, right? Right? in our diocese. In we're
0: our very
2: dioces. few.
1: so that's, that's yeah, why exactly. you could have. Yeah, we're in the majority. Majority
2: of the faithful have never—they've seen a sister in a movie. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but they've never seen, which is never really that accurate. Uh, sister
0: Act isn't accurate.
2: That's very close. It's very close. Very close. <laughs> <laughs> st- based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, we're not going there. Uh, no, okay. no. You said this
0: was going to be a musical. That's oh, what you said.
2: Uh, but a Sister Act doesn't count. No, so. <laughs> right. We're going to do Southern music. The musical? Sound of music. Yeah. There's there some yeah. nuns in there? Yeah, real, yeah. Nuns. real nuns. Good you know,
0: nuns. Real nuns.
2: Real sisters. Were how there. do you
0: solve a problem like Maria? Yes. How could you? How could you say a like, nun is good if they're calling another potential nun a problem? All right, that's a totally different podcast. Okay. <laughs> we don't have time for that, folks. We, that we'll we'll talk about musicals another day.
1: Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, you
0: you can't wait. You love you love musicals.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I don't know if I spend, <laughs> if I spend like forty five minutes talking about them. I, like, any, I, I, w- I could talk about
0: anything. For 45 so yes, minutes. go, go to
2: your point, I think you know, helping them in a relationship wise, you know, getting to see. Happy married people and and a happy priest and a happy religious sister and a happy brother and uh or those who really sense the Lord's calling them in a dedicated way to in the the remaining in the lay state but with a life that is is dedicated to the Lord and his church. It's not just someone who is like, "Well, I can't you know
0: figure out what, can't do in my what life. to do yeah yeah, so, yeah. Mm. so
2: therefore I must not be called to right. to one of these no it's but people that you know have really discerned. That's very important, you know, for the kids to, to see them, get to know them, um, because that just that human experience, you know, that uh, and you know how what, whether they come really close to them or not, but this to see that this is a real person, and that, mm. that often can help your kids just to get them reflecting on something, you know, uh, even if they're not called to it. I guess, and to see that this is something that God is doing. Uh, that's right. Like I love being around happy religious sisters and yeah. uh, there's something really moving about it. Mm-hmm. And I was very fortunate. Uh, I had a couple friends from college who are um, yeah, with Dominican sisters, Nashville Dominicans. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, to see their joy, their beauty, yep. it's very attractive, you know, but um, even though, you know, okay, that's not my... I'm never going to be called to that. So. <laughs> well, what? Shocking. What? Okay, we're not, we're not yeah, get,
1: we're, you know, get controversial. Let's not get controversial. Uh, so. we'll pass. Uh, pass on uh, that one.
0: I think you're right about being able to see the beauty in the different vocations, yeah. regardless of what you're called to. Like nobody wants to be around a priest who thinks he's better than married couples.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I've been around
0: priests can't like stand, that before. Can't stand those guys. Um, but you know that my vocation, like all
1: of us, <laughs> yeah. <you're right. laughs> I didn't want to say anything.
0: <laughs> you're it. But,
1: but there are. I've been at presentations of by the way, good, good priests who kind of talk about this is they do downplay the vocation of marriage because they're trying to recruit guys. They're yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to it's usually guy yeah. sessions, and uh, that you know, the priest is the highest calling, and 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 and, and it just. And then well, then some of you might be called a marriage. It's just a it's such a horrible way of presenting right the vocations, vocation. right? Yeah. It's not that's not yeah. life giving. It's does, you don't need to do that in order to right. help guys who God if you believe God is calling certain young men into the priesthood, why do you need to denigrate another the other, vocation? another vocation? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. but I think also, so stop doing know, it,
1: Father Cal. Just stop I'll, I'll, it. I'll try my best.
2: Stop it. It wasn't you, by the no. way, but I heard. I want to make this clear be, right now. Hey, no, but you know, I think <laughs> with parents, that's why, as you know, you're always in faith. You're, there's always things that, uh, for yourself personally how to keep growing in. And not only just the knowledge of them the faith, but for example, discernment. Yeah. I, mm. Parents, I mean, you're not going to be your child's if you want to say your spiritual director or something like that but you're forming them and so when you talk about prayer kids listen to it Mm. and so it's very important that parent does understand the kind of the the fundamentals of of how does one discern or what how does what are ways that god tends to work in moving someone uh to see that he may be calling them you know there are just certain things that are tried and true and that's important for a parent to to be aware of it. And even like just take with the vocation of marriage. Uh, a parent has to remember, like when they were younger, what some especially if they truly did discern themselves about marriage and their spouse, what were some of those struggles? What were some mm-hmm. of the things they wrestled with? Right. Because once you're once you've made that step and that commitment, all right, there's still struggles, but there are certain things you don't wrestle with. Um, outside of some great temptations from the devil or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, to get someone really doubting what they promised. Um, You know, starting to do like revisionist history type of thing. But, but it's very important that parent remembers, okay, these are some of the things that are just every human heart goes to when they're, when they're trying to discern about marriage, or is this the right person for me? How do I know if this is the right person that a parent needs to be able to give some sound advice. They may not mm-hmm. have all the answers, but <clears throat> right. they have to mm-hmm. give sound advice. And it's the same way with if discerning about the sense God might be calling them to uh, the priesthood or religious life. How is a parent, how do you support them in that without um, controlling mm. you? Know, uh, how do you kind of directing them,
0: them? Yeah. Directing them through discernment. Yep. Yeah. Putting them in touch with people who know about discernment and can help them with discernment and
1: I mean, parents, probably the most fundamental way is helping kids to discern lots of decisions in their lives, right? It's getting them thinking about every single yes and no yeah, and yeah. choice and yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at? What are you reading? What are you watching? How are you speaking to your siblings, your parents? I mean, this it's kind of like build kind of slowly building up their understanding of going to God and praying about decisions they have to make in their life. And mm-hmm. obviously, the older they get, the bigger the decisions. I used to model when I used to work with high school kids a lot. I used to kind of be shocked at how little teenagers were praying about their decision for college. For example, I talked to hundreds of kids and, and, and just be like, well, have you been praying about that decision? Like they're down to two schools or yeah, they're worried yeah, about yeah. the money, even though they really fit. Well, are you praying about it? Like why are you even thinking about those schools to begin with? Is it your parents are all Amatas? is what's like, well, what do you mean praying for that? Mr. Levine? What do you, what do you mean? Well, cause God wants to, he has a path for us in all things. In all things, certainly our vocation, our state mm-hmm. in life, but every decision is going to point, Is in a way, God Ultimately can use that to, to point us, or if we make a bad decision, it can push us away from mm-hmm. the path that he has set out for yeah, us. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where parents really can help, right? Just helping kids think about decision-making and all those things. And by the way, I think the parents themselves, as you said earlier, also need to be doing that. They need to be mm-hmm. praying about all those things for their kids and trusting that God is going to present to the parents and, and how they can guide the kid, but also present to the kid the obvious, well, maybe not so obvious, but some of the, the signs that he's trying to put in their lives yeah. to point them yeah. in the right direction before they get to the big, the big questions, yeah. if you will.
2: You know, I think also for parents, they have to also be aware of how they who come in, they could be influenced sometimes mm. by the negative things, you know, mm-hmm. that, um, just like, you know, when somebody, maybe someone grows up in a very unhappy home, uh, and they they meet someone, they fall in love with that person, and they even they think about marriage. But the example that maybe they saw, they could be very hesitant about making that commitment. Right. You know, uh, it's the same way with say somebody uh, family they they are serious about wanting to support and foster the child's vocation, but maybe they see maybe their pastor, or their priest, is a very unhappy guy. You know, maybe cynical, only cares about money. Yeah, you know, the usual things you kind of hear people or refer to sometimes. Um, maybe scales behavior, whatever, that it's very important that a parent recognize, just like with they know they might see an unhappy couple, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that marriage is all marriage bad. Marriage is all bad. In the same right. way with they may see an unhappy priest and think, well, that may be that particular priest, so that's not the vocation in general. Um, I remember one time hearing a parent say in a presentation, oddly enough, in a vocation kind of <laughs> si- uh, setting, and I was kind of sitting there thinking, I can't believe they just said that. Uh, someone had asked about for this woman that was presenting about her children, and she said, "Well, I would not encourage my son to uh, think about the priesthood because because I don't want him to be lonely." And it was just like, "All right, well." Uh, are, are there some priests who struggle with loneliness? Yeah, but that doesn't mean the vocation itself is right. it's this right. lonely yeah, vocation. But, right. But she made it very clear and this was person at a, a well, anyway. Don't as tell a, us. <laughs>
0: don't tell <laughs> but us. But it was just that, that
2: aspect of how many people think of this way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, uh, some uh, kind
0: of uh, attribute or some kind of thing, oh, all priests are this way, or yeah, all yeah. marriages are are bad, or whatever yeah. it is.
2: Or with loneliness, they think that because someone's by them, living by themselves, therefore they are lonely. And it's like, no, if they if they have a healthy life, healthy balance in their life, and especially have a strong relationship with the Lord, loneliness is not a big struggle. Mm. It stirs one's well, but... Uh, there are times many married people are very lonely, mm-hmm. and they right. have their spouse sleeping right next to them, but yeah. they're very exactly. lonely.
0: Loneliness, know? like you said, is not necessarily the state that you're in, but it's all sorts of other factors yeah. going on. Yeah. And especially if your relationship with the Lord is off, and then of course if that flows into if your relationship with your spouse or if your relationship with the church, like even as a, you know, a priest or a religious. What are you? What are you smiling no, at? No, I just—I didn't know where
1: you were going with that last. I was just—I kind of like, was like <laughs> waiting for the.
0: What there was a? There said, wasn't you know, a giant punchline. You said line. you know.
1: I didn't know yet, and then you actually gave the answer.
0: So. Your the relationship way. with the church.
1: So you you, said, you know, and then you said the relationship with the church. <laughs>
0: I was well, like, what you going to say right now? Because I don't know what you're going to say right now. doesn't have a pet. No, I know that.
1: No, no. She's not, she's not priests aren't How lonely. Come you know they if, have pets. Don't some people think, though, about the loneliness piece, piece with priests? Because in the United States, Western Europe, United States, maybe South America, because, you know, you have maybe, uh, whatever, 200, 300 years of tons of priests, if you will, yeah, right? right yep. Yeah and people although even in the United States that's it's really more of a modern phenomena of having lots of priests where priests are living in community because when they first came over they were by themselves yeah some covering very large distances mm. to serve the catholics in in the United States which was very small population so i think we tend to project parents can do this, any anybody can do this we project modern history and patterns of oh, look at all these priests we had back you know back in the 50s the church was yeah, perfect yeah, yeah, because yeah. So look at all the priests we had yeah, but that's that's a very short period of time in history. It's a short period of time. It's also, I mean, this is just a
2: personal question I have, is how much discernment really happened then?
1: Yeah, right, Yeah, right.
2: A lot of young men entered the seminary. My dad himself went into a junior seminary, mm. and after a year realized he was not being called. But how many just went through um, kind of the motions, you know, uh, because it, it is actually – it's. Only more recently can you find material that talks about discernment mm. you know yes you find some of the classics that talk right. about kind of like a spiritual discernment of the spirit or you know yeah. some of the great great classics but as for like discernment of a vocation you don't you think we'd have uh, if the 50s had you know this great boom we'd have all these things that obviously taught people about yeah. it but we didn't yeah. and also mm. when you hear about sometimes the seminaries that were so full how they discern Sometimes dismissing men, it was just like, "Okay, that—that's not how you make discernment either." I mean, there's some some of the stories that you hear about. Uh, it's just like, how in the world did these guys discern things? Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, yes, we did have a lot of priests, but I think there is a legitimate question to say, um, and I think the scandals have kind of confirmed that a little bit. Right. How many of them were really called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many? Was like as you hear, you hear a lot of priests say, this is what you just did." Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in high school, you thought about seminary, and your friends went in, like, "Oh, my friends going, maybe I'll do this too." Like this, and that's not. Especially the same. Yes. if you were from a lodge
1: family, mm-hmm. that would be just an almost an automatic that yep. at least yep. one of the boys would be thinking about it. Yeah, yep. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So it's not, it's not this ideal like people kind of. Sort of well, that's kind of what I, I of think. The it's world, my, you know? like
1: the, the loneliness piece. And by the way, I don't most of the good priests I know they have relationships with their own family, with they have friends. They have friend, married friends. Like, they do have community. Yeah. It's really the ones who aren't healthy, right? They kind of close in on themselves. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, that's that's a problematic loneliness. But the idea of being by yourself and praying, and that seems to be the norm. And probably historically, it's a little more of a norm other than what we project onto yeah. the – and that therefore, we project on, oh, there used to be so many priests. If my son was a priest back in the 50s, I'd probably be okay with that because he wouldn't be alone. Well, yeah, yeah. There probably were a lot of lonely guys in that time, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make. Mm -hmm. You made
0: your point. (laughs) 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 Father Kevin is not a lonely guy, okay? That was the only point you were trying to make.
1: He might be feeling alone right now. (laughs) (laughs) He feels alone in this room. In in, in this room, in this small room. He's wishing he was alone right right now. Can I (laughs) leave? Can I get out of here? These people are nuts. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he already knew that before he said yes to being on our podcast.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the loneliness, I know that's a big concern, yeah. even the seminaries. Obviously, it's a concern because when you've had some nice priests leave, a lot of times that is one of the issues that comes up when guys who have left the priesthood and they struggle with loneliness. But but for the majority of them, sometimes you have an exception to the rule, but the reality is that the majority of those priests who have left, um, yeah, they had reached a point of loneliness, but that wasn't at, actually at the root of it they'll say that, that it's because they struggle, with loneliness, but it's really many times they stop praying. They, yeah. They, the sacraments that would just kind of do a routine, go through the motions of it. The, in their heart, they're, you know, you can't serve God and man. And, and a lot of times they start to subtly in their heart look for happiness then through just certain experiences or through material things. Right. Mm-hmm. So because it's easy as a priest. I mean, I, and I have a family. So, it, even though, all right, we're not, you know, financially we're not paid as much, but everything's provided for. And we so know you it's play very, video games every yeah, day. Games, 24/7. Right. Yeah, 24-7. I'm a gamer. a gamer. <laughs> you're a gaming <laughs> chair. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was trying in this gaming chair. You see, with the headphones with this little headset and... on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm an Atari 2600 gamer. Oh, very, <laughs> <nice, laughs> very nice. Very <laughs> nice. Old school.
1: <laughs> Combat. <laughs> 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 yeah, <it's> a, <laughs> everything takes forever. The tank is slowly rolling right, across the Break the joystick
2: because you're trying to go fast. Go fast to go faster. But, uh... But yeah, no, majority of times that's what you find out, Yeah, you know, that that uh, either they've stopped praying. And, and that is shocking for people to hear, but it's just the reality, you know, that
1: um, a lot of times that's what's at the root of it, you know. But that's where, right, priests, just like married couples, need to be checking in on each other, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's where exactly. you, hopefully you do have some type of community where there's an expectation through – especially if reach through your brotherhood of, hey, let's check in on each other every so yeah, often. Let's yeah, make yeah. sure we are keeping that. Because we all can fall. We all can have desert and dry times. And I know for mm-hmm. us that there's always that checking in. And there have been times where I'm, I'm, I'm always woken up for a nap during my naps. Oh, I'm so blah, tired at blah, night. Blah blah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, Oh man, I used naps to have. More than when I've I was ever single. In my twenties, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I napped every day. He
0: was a napper. Three
1: o'clock, the three twenty, boom, done. Twenty minutes. Nice. Twenty nap. Nap. It I was nap. great.
0: I prefer just to sleep in, <laughs> in the morning. That's. I prefer to get my sleep in the nighttime hours uh, and the wee nice. morning hours.
1: <laughs> but again, I there are times where I'm tired and I've had a long day and and I. You know, it's easy to, at night, instead of closing the night with prayer like we normally do, this sometimes where I just want to go, and yeah, sometimes the yeah. Lord goes, no, we got to pray. And, and yeah, yeah. snap to it, man. Yeah. And that's good, right? That's what we need to be doing for mm-hmm. each other. And I, I got to imagine priests need yeah. that sometimes, too. They need yep. people in their lives to help them out yep. with that. Yeah. So so we'll stop, stop! Stop being Just lazy. pray, okay, all right? Pray. Stop all
3: right.
1: being lazy. this. <laughs> Actually, we—it's we, funny because when we went to the Life Team conference with you a couple of years ago, one of the things we were struck by, like you, every time we said, "Hey, we want to meet up for our dinner," "You want to meet up for drinks," "You want to meet up for I breakfast," have I have, to, I have pray. to pray. I have to pray. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, there you go. It was a good I'm witness. You. I'm hey. saying this because hey. it was a good witness to us, and we we're like, eh, "Let's go to breakfast." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're not preachers. We don't have to pray all day long. Come on.
2: But anyway, thank you for that. No, good, good. Guys, that was something it's, that struck me. Yeah, well, you're welcome. You're welcome. And
0: again. even like you, even if because we've talked about this before in some of other podcasts too of praying and sometimes like you mentioned routine. Like I can imagine just like I'm sitting as a parishioner in the pew, and sometimes mass becomes routine, and I have to shake myself out of that. I can imagine if you're saying the same words over and over and over again, yeah, yeah. how some priest could fall into this is just routine and mm. and lose sight of the amazing event that's yes, taking yes. place on the altar. And ooh, so I the microphone. <laughs> no, But and so the same thing. I mean, we yeah. can fall into that it just as lay people. We can fall into that in our prayer and I'm sure, you know, whatever vocation we're in. Yeah. So we need to be yeah. challenged. It's and
1: concupiscence, man. It's, a real. The it's a real. The battle's real. battle is
2: real. Yeah. And that's why I always come at the Lent. It's always a good time to check that's in on right. the battle. So. But yeah, so I'm
1: just the other points for parents. If somebody's uh, so can go ahead. I'm young um, I'm a young parent. I've I'm just starting out. I I am hoping the Lord's well, going to provide. I got a couple kids. I'm hoping yeah, for yeah. a few more. I'm guessing prayer is what first of all they're working on their own vocation together as a married couple and then they just start setting that habit of prayer, right? Yeah. For, is there anything else you'd say to younger parents in that state of life? of two categories here real quick. Yeah. Younger
2: parents, in regards to fostering have young its... kids, they have young
1: kids, yeah, okay. and fostering vocations, yeah, what yeah, the...
2: you know, I think it's uh, it's fostering experiences, I okay. think, it's really important, you know, things that are, you know, whether it's sometimes, I mean, it's not like all the time, but sometimes a little experience can go a long way, whether it's taking them to some beautiful church, mm. um, that can be something, or you know, taking them to the uh, experience of benediction. You know, the kind of like just the a different experience, and sometimes just the the beauty of experience of adoration, or with the incense or the bells. Like, it intrigues kids' uh, imagination right. and curiosity, and that's really an important part. So that's why mm-hmm. it's it's good sometimes to say, you know, if, what would be some things that we can do with them, even with little ones, that they can see even though they don't understand that that's stirs something you know? right um because i mean think, i think probably all of us have certain memories if that was foster with us you know we could say oh, i remember when we get it, we had this i loved it when we you know whatever oh, i love when we went to la salette shrine for the you know with the christmas lights or whatever or uh i loved it when, i remember one time a good friday we went to this it was long but mm-hmm. I, you know we, they kissed the cross like So they don't. They may not get the messages at all. But it's the experience that 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 a seed has been planted, and I think that's important for any um, or like someone with very little kids. Even like the parents say, the parents pray the rosary together, or at least a decade together, in giving the children. Uh, a kid's, like, indestructible rosary, like, you know, wooden, with big, wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have are they really yeah.
1: indestructible, though? They're well, not right, indestructible. I feel like you're selling so really The really cool. cross <laughs> has been off of ours <laughs> for a while, okay. so they are not indestructible. But
2: at least not one that has, like,
1: very... Yeah, pixie, yeah, yeah, made of like. titanium <laughs> or vibranium, whatever. What's that? Vibranium? <laughs> <laughs> we, we're in a Marvel, Marvel movie, movie now? <laughs> um just the child holding it. Yeah, like yeah doing it, like
2: They're not even close to the right bead or whatever, but they see mom and dad doing the beads and they're kind of imitating mom and dad. There's something happening there. Mm-hmm. you know. And so I'm like, Just like
1: the parent pointing out, like you're saying, going to beautiful churches, like pointing out stained glass windows. Like They're just simple things that you don't have to have a theology degree. Just look at things that are beautiful and point it out to the kids. The kids are yeah, usually yeah. going to see it themselves, right? But, mm-hmm. but God, are your way to point it out? As they're getting a little older, you can walk over to the window and explain what's the window depicting yeah. and things like that, yeah. right?
0: Well, I have memories well, of being little in the Triduum, especially like Holy Thursday, Good Friday. There was certain, certain like the bells and, bells and whistles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. just, I loved. I absolutely yeah. loved. And what, what's the one where they, they would use the clacker?
2: That's big, Holy Thursday. It was only Thursday, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. That was my favorite because we – It's it Saint called Augustus, the clacker? It's called clacker. It's called clacker. Yeah, yeah.
1: Thank you. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I'm just <laughs> saying because sometimes <laughs> it's like <laughs> another fancier word. But, okay, that one's just the clacker. It's clacker. It's well, there you clacker. Go.
0: <laughs> I remember, like, the, the priest walking under because they did it up at St. Augustine's and Providence. Oh, the, um, was always, what was like, called? The, the canopy and a clacker. That's a fun word. That's a fun word. What's that called? with a B. No. The, like the oh, canopy. the Baldacchino. Yes, yeah, I was right. Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't know that one. But those those images. You don't know the Baldacchino
2: at St. Peter's in Rome? Over no, there. I
0: know. We we went there, but I didn't know it was called the Baldacchino. The Baldacchino. Yes, canopy. The canopy and the clacker, Okay, <laughs> I remember the, the canopy, but those made the, it, they made the an impact on me. <laughs> yeah. Liturgical yeah. those liturgical things, like I just the beauty of it was just so. It's sad when you see. Oh, uh, we'll strip down and do the lowest mass possible. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a high mass once in a while is really great. Like, or going like you when you do benediction and you have, what's that called? Uh, humor veil. Yeah. See. Yes. All those things, like, and they're beautiful, <laughs> and the incense, and they're. Do you know it's, anything? I what really like these <laughs> things that come out once in a while. <laughs> I'm supposed to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, fine mm-hmm. i'm not a liturgical expert okay? <laughs> one of my i never claim to be an expert on anything
1: the tharfor the tharable yeah, that was one of my hands with a tharbol on the boat, the thurible, the boat yeah. and the yeah. tharable and the boat yep which so by the way, way never, a those things make, sense. things make a difference yeah. Yeah. yep tharfor tharfor and tharable boat like yeah. seriously why couldn't you just give the little the, the little what's the boat incense holder it's called a boat it's called an incense inside could not give it a more fancy name could
0: not have given it a nicer name why wasn't another keyword what was another keyword isn't it
1: called it's called a boat it these are the little things I thought about when I was so, a kid. By the way, speaking of that, because we don't I know, have a lot we have of time. To, what know. about? Oh, can you give us? Good.
0: I was going to move up. Too. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to do too. Okay, okay. you go. So
0: maybe, like you, you said, 7-Eleven. So, what?
1: Okay. So big, big gulp. gulp. That's yeah. So Sorry. big gulp. When the kids
0: reach the big gulp age, of seventh grade, eleventh
1: grade, give us a same thing. What are some things? You hinted at some of this stuff, but maybe so, some practical stuff. I mean,
2: what is you? You don't need. You don't need. Like you don't want to pry. But it's just knowing it's around that age they tend to think about it. and so sometimes it's just that extra little encouragement you know hey, make sure you you don't forget bring about your vacation whatever God wants you know um, uh, or like all right 11th grade when they're starting to think about college if they're and then I mean not everyone has to go to college mm-hmm. but just that if they're thinking about it you you're trying to help them in talking about discernment you know discerning it about like you would say Michael like do, what what do you think would be the best college for yeah. you that would help form your character? Because that's the most important thing, and especially if you're going to be able to say yes to whatever God's calling you to. So it's just sometimes it's still just kind of bringing that that
1: and, same message. And back. college can be a killer, right? We know this. If you're sending your kids to the wrong college that has no, yeah, yeah. You know, at least if a college is if it's a solid Catholic college or if it has focused missionaries or something or a good Catholic uh, center on there. You know, pointing them in that direction. But there are a lot of colleges that don't have any of that. Yeah, and yeah. like, if you're a parent, I think it's part of your responsibility to help your kid stare away, unless there's something very specific or there's nearby yeah, parish mean, or something. But because
2: I mean, obviously, that's another whole podcast. Like, yes, it how, is. how we universities go into that nowadays really, for many of them, majority of them, really, I think, is um, at do a job in someone's faith and character. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? yeah. and Agreed. how many kids go to college, come back. And they might be smarter intellectually with certain subjects, but in the sense of their formation, they've, they've stepped backwards. You know, And mm-hmm. all that
1: effort a parent yeah. makes, I don't think so. So if you've already cultivated like things done. and then they go to the wrong college, you yeah. might be undermining, yeah. if you will, the, yeah. the path You, you want to make sure yeah.
2: they don't go to the wrong... Like take with a Catholic university. You want to make sure it's one that really is strong in the faith yeah. because it actually can do reverse damage, whether it's teaching something contrary to the faith or the child knowing the faith and being scandalized by what they see and then think, is this a Catholic university? Yeah, and then they start mm-hmm. to yeah. then turn from their faith in that yeah. way. Uh, with public universities, obviously, they have to, again, you just have to be aware of where a child goes. Okay, they might pick a university for all the right reasons, but then, all right, is there an opportunity for ongoing formation for them? You know, Is there something nearby that, so a parent has to do their research, yeah. you know, because yeah. you don't wanna just put them out there thinking, mm-hmm. oh, they're gonna be fine, because we gave them a good example. No, we've, it's been proven that's
3: mm-hmm. that's
2: not enough. Yeah, you know? but for the fostering the vocation part, I think it's yeah, it does. You know, with each child, it's going to be different too, where they are, and so you you just you try to always be fostering that sense that they can always chat with you whenever that they, yeah, if they're thinking about something or, or if they ask you sometimes you know it is as we all do there may be a certain thing we're really struggling with but we don't want to say that so we we dip our toes into something else and so if your child starts asking something about faith you want to help them in that particular but also you try to recognize all right is this is there something Something more here mm -hmm. that they want to ask about or that maybe you you encourage them with and maybe you pray you without you know if say it doesn't come up but you sense there might be something more there all right you turn to the holy spirit praying for your child you know to to help, help you to see if there's any way you can be an instrument to help bring clarity for them. How can I do that? And some like of that. So it's, it's, it really, is going kind to of vary uh, depending on their age, but especially the, it was kind of like middle school, high school years at certain points that they tend to, to think about things. And you're going to still have that aspect as a teenager. Okay. They're going to struggle with temptations. They hadn't yeah. struggled with before. They're, yeah. they're going to have their doubts and, and don't panic, like say they they were really strong in their faith and all sudden, as a teenager that you're like, oh, I know what's happening to my child. Okay, be patient with them, pray for them, but still give them sound guidance, you know, uh, and still try to foster certain opportunities for I was just going
0: to say one last thing because then you need to go because we're going to push you really close to getting okay. church ready for when you've got confessions. But can you give advice to any of our listeners who might be either themselves in that 20-year-old range um, and possibly just, yeah, sure. um, or or maybe a parent of a 20-year-old, but some yep. kind of, you know, so you've passed that high school and now you're really kind of stuck. Come on, college. Know, yep. not sure and yep. trying to discern.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, this is actually one of the most uh, important things, you know, for someone who's actually not sure. It starts with, as we've talked about, what's kind of been there throughout their life is How's my relationship with the Lord? Am I trying to grow in my friendship with Christ? Am I trying to grow in holiness? And so, am I practicing my faith first? Like, am I going to Mass each week? Do I try to go to Mass a little bit more? Uh, Do I make time for prayer every day? Uh, And then with prayer, do I try, if I can, do I spend time before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament? Because there's something definitely there. I mean, churches, a lot of churches that have perpetual adoration, uh, often they tend to be ones that, you see vocations, vocations yeah. from, mm-hmm. you know, because people spend time in prayer before the Lord. And so, so in the twenties, maybe a resolution, like, you know, I'm going to try to go to adoration once a week or um, RFC, our lady is a huge instrument to help in, in trying to get clarity. So do I try to pray the rosary every day or at least a couple times a week? Am I going to confession regularly? Because sin is obviously always going to be a roadblock to discernment. Uh, and so if, for anyone trying to discern, uh, we need as much grace as possible, and making sure we don't have things that are going to be blinding us to mm. what God's calling. It. So, frequent confession, rosary, adoration, mass, uh, and then if they do sense, they think that maybe something there, okay, then try to reach out, meet with it uh, with a, a priest or a religious who you know. Is first very happy in their vocation, who seems to be knowledgeable, because you can go to someone who's happy, but if they don't really understand the basic things what to look for in discernment, they could do damage. So someone that is that could really help you to chat with, get a sense of you know, and you feel safe asking certain questions where you know they're not gonna push you, but they'll bring clarity to you because that's really important too. And then sometimes discernment retreats or just even right. retreat. The, it's amazing what God can do with that. You mm-hmm. know? And someone makes a retreat, or whatever, a weekend retreat or a week, uh, you know, Monday through Friday retreat somewhere where they really are trying to pray. Now, it doesn't mean in doing it like I'm going to go on the street and I'm going to get the clarity. No, that's not good, but it's going to help. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, I think, kind of like the, the basic things. Uh, and I'd say the last thing is trying to foster uh, acts of, charity and mm-hmm. the corporate works of mercy because that giving of self that also is uh many times uh what god does do that to help, kind of help them in their heart take that next step and then it just really the clarity tends to come a lot quicker and easier to respond to. right
0: right yeah. makes yeah. sense so nice awesome
1: all right well you have to get you have to get back to your job <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i do your real job um well thanks guys for yeah, thank, you. You. thank you
0: would you give us a blessing
1: in no. the audience
0: please bless all six please. of the people please. that are listening okay sure <laughs> no he says
1: our,
2: our help is in the name of the lord who made heaven <laughs> and earth. Mm-hmm. our lord pours grace and blessings upon you especially as we prepare for uh with the season of lent to uh, seek to grow all the more in that heart of christ and especially for those of you who are parents may the lord continue to guide you that you be that instrument uh, to help raise your children to be saints uh, while in the midst of, for all of us, though undergoing their conversion as
1: sinners. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the and Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.
3: Well,
1: all right. Thank you. Well, thanks, thanks again, Father. Father Kevin. We'll see you at uh, Mass. Okay. Look forward to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and thanks for listening to another episode of Raising Eight
1: a couple of sinners trying to raise saints. God
0: bless.